global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World, Hank Waters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks mixed 13 minutes to go ahead of the closing bell on this Friday, May 26. It will be an up week for the S&P 500 index, looking at a weekly gain of 1.4% right now. But again, we've got 13 minutes to go. S&P higher, barely any move higher will be a record right now. It is up by less than half a point at 2415. We'll call it unchanged, but green on the screen there. NASDAQ up two points, a record 6207. Dow Industrials pulling back by four to 21,078. The tenure up 230 seconds with a yield of 2.25%. Gold up 1110 the ounce to 1267. That's a gain of nine tenths of 1%. And West Texas Intermediate crude higher by 80 cents a barrel to 49.70. That's a gain of 1.6%. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. Well, the ETF report coming up here is brought to you by BlackRock. Worried about market volatility or minimum volatility strategies may be able to help. Let me learn more. Visit BlackRock.com slash factors prepared by BlackRock Investments, LLC. Here's Catherine Cowdery. Performance isn't always everything, at least not for a single country ETF that's dwindled in size, even as its share price has soared. Here's Bloomberg's Elena Papina on the iShares MSCI Mexico-capped ETF. As the asset price has been going up by about 25% so far this year, the total assets have been going down. The reason behind this is investor skepticism on the rally of the fund long term. The ETF has been going up as the Trump concern over the relations with Mexico has been easing. Popina says it's unusual to see an ETF's assets drop as it rallies. It tells me a bigger picture of the you know, investor skepticism and investor uncertainty. There is a rally that you don't want to miss, but on the other hand, there are a lot of risks that you might want to think about before you take them on. The iShares MSCI Mexico capped ETF still has one $1.2 billion in total assets. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. All right, Catherine Cowdery, thank you so much. Bloomberg VC wrap-up, it is brought to you by Eisner Amper. When finding the right business structure or valuation or raising money or getting tax advice, life science entrepreneurs turn to the accountants and advisors at Eisner Amper. This is Bloomberg. <laughs> We got two for the price of one. Lucky for us on this Friday afternoon, we want to take a, a look at the world of venture capital. Here with us is Aaron Zlomek, uh, editor at Bloomberg First Word Venture Capital Wrap, along with Courtney, uh, Courtney Citrin. She's M&A Global Data Analyst at Bloomberg News. Both of them in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. Timing is great, ladies, because uh, a lot going on. And in fact, just moments ago, we heard that uh, SoftBank, uh, it's the Japanese company that raised uh, a $93 billion fund for technology investments, while well, said to be considering uh, boosting its stake in chipmaker NVIDIA. This is according to people familiar, and we've been kind of watching this throughout the week. Um, let's talk about uh, the world of venture capital because we've got some other news on SoftBank, Erin. Yeah, so, you know, we've really been looking at SoftBank lately, and their vision fund, $93 billion that they had raised, they're looking to raise a total of $100 billion and close the fund by the end of this year. And to put that in context for you, Bloomberg data shows that about $125 billion in VC deals were done globally in all of 2016. Wow, so it's huge. Yes. <laughs> this is a lot of money, and if you want to see where the 
the money that SoftBank has raised is going to use, there are some ways to track that on the terminal, which Courtney can talk a little bit about. Yeah, so we have this function on the terminal called PEXP, which is our private equity portfolio exposure function, where you can screen a general partner and understand their investment exposure by looking at company region, sector, and fund strategy, and even compare its peers. So with the recent news of SoftBank's closure of its first commitment for $93 billion for the Vision Fund, we could load SoftBank and PEXP to understand their current portfolio exposure. So the data shows here that SoftBank is mostly exposed to startups in the U.S., followed by those in China, Japan, and India. And some deals in the last few weeks include a $100 million Series B round for 99 Taxis, which is the Uber of Latin America based in Brazil, a $360 million round for Gardent Health, which is a pioneer in non-invasive cancer diagnostics, um, and when digging into SoftBank's portfolio historically, I found them investing in application software, specifically ride-sharing companies or transit services like Didi in China, Grab Taxi in Singapore, and ANI Technologies in India. So it will really be interesting to see if they decide to back more ride-sharing players with their new Vision Fund or even do some large M&As in autos and transit companies. Technology, communications, cool. and consumer yeah. discretionary, the three big areas that they've been really allocating money to. Sorry, yep. Gary. Well, this is cool, too. I'm looking yeah, at other is. hedge funds or other other venture funds, too, and with PEXP, I'm able to sort of see all the deals they've invested in, maybe the size of some of the deals, not just areas of exposure. That's really cool. And you know, Bloomer Terminal, go figure. PEXP, cool. <laughs> so looking at PEXP, you know, you can drill down and see which startups you, these companies, these firms are invested in. And two recent deals that came up um, that SoftBank was involved with involved in was Improbable Worlds. I don't know if you've heard about this. This is a virtual reality startup based in London. Um, basically, other parties can create these 3D universes and lifelike simulations and store them on the cloud. And that round that SoftBank invested in, they led a $502 million round, and now that company is valued at over a billion dollars. That sounds like uh, Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> And about two years ago, this startup was only valued at about $100 million. God, that's just nuts, right? Yeah. We've also seen some investments recently with the GP Warwick, Warburg Pincus. And I only mentioned them because I was comparing the Vision Fund to its fund peers on a function, PEFS Go. And their fund is behind them when looking at size. And this function's great because you're able to understand a fund's peers by different metrics, including fund strategy. So we're looking at growth here because we want to compare vision to um, that area as well as well every every fund is going to be smaller than the 93 oh, billion I know, dollar right? venture fund 15 billion sounds so tiny now compared to that 93 but they come right after there so wanted to look at their investments which they're doing some investments this week with uh, CrowdStrike Inc Capital First LTD um, and another modernizing medicine company and I'm sorry, which fund is this? This is Warburg. So Warburg Pincus's so is 10th fund, yeah. Okay, so a fund that's, that's close in size, but not quite the same size. But you 15 get, billion, yeah. You get an idea of where they're allocating assets as well. Um, SoftBank, uh, Aaron, anything else that they've been targeting that's of interest to you? Well, you know, there was another deal on our radar this week for your mm-hmm. work. This is a co-working startup based in Beijing that's very similar to WeWork in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Your work raised $58 million this week, and their investors were Sequoia Capital, China, Sinovation Ventures, and Tianhong Asset Management. Um, 
but this is interesting because using some of these functions, I could go to PEFS, which is a related function to PEXP, and type in the startup name and find other funds that are invested in similar kinds of startups. And if we do that with SoftBank, one thing we see is that SoftBank has invested in WeWork, which is this competitor to your work that is also looking to expand in Asia. Um, and is, is this this is for venture and private equity? This command is PEFS. Correct. Very interesting. I think this would be really useful for the Look, for the companies too to sort of see who's looking into their area or whatever. Well, what do you guys do? Because you know, using this this functionality on the Bloomberg, you know, when you when you do when you you know when somebody makes an investment, what's the first thing you kind of want to look at? Yeah, I mean, for me, when I'm looking at these companies, I'm looking at, you know, where are they focusing their investments based off of region? What kind of sectors are they looking at? What kind of vintage years? Um, what size of deals? And even net IRRs are also grabbed in this function, which is an interesting um, attribute here because we're able to look at J-curves yeah. through another function um, in PEGO. All right. I think we need to leave it on that note. Uh, interesting, though, and fascinating to kind of see, you know, what SoftBank's doing. I mean, they've got a lot of money to play with, but it's good to see kind of some of the bigger trends in terms of allocation. Aaron Zlomek, thank you so much. Editor at Bloomberg First for Adventure Capital Wrap, along with Courtney. Courtney, I keep doing that. Courtney, 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 <laughs> Citrin. There's at- Corey's, there's Courtney's, there's... Stupid words. <laughs> Courtney Citrin, M&A Global Data Analyst uh, at Bloomberg News in our Bloomberg 1130 studio. We've got another check on the markets. We're just moments away from the closing bell. Last trading session before the long holiday weekend. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio.